In everything that we do with our bodies, it's all in our core. And when we strengthen our core, when we move from our core, this really speaks to the depth of alignment and purpose and the essence and our own soul and what we're here to do. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue-generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. I cannot wait to introduce you to the guest that I have in store for you today. Her name is Emma Tynan. She is the founder of Emma Tynan International Incorporated and the House of Visibility, a communications and spiritual development program for women to embrace the untapped power of their innate intuition as a vehicle for expansion through truth speaking. Emma is here to help women become business luminaries to uncover their power and claim their legacy by by owning the power of their voice. Through her work as a leading communication strategist, spiritual teacher, coach, and speaker, she's helped hundreds of entrepreneurs, visionaries, healers, and coaches become renowned by using their authentic voice, transforming their income and relationships with money, and embodying their uniqueness to drive change and serve the collective. Emma is one of my personal favorite humans. You will get to love her so quickly into this episode. We pull back the curtain and talk about everything from spiritual development in the online space to running a business, a multi-six-figure business, as a mom with two young babies. We talk about it all. I know you're going to love this episode. Let's dive in. All right, Emma, hello. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. How are you doing? I'm very good. How are you? I am doing so good. Thank you. I am so excited that we are getting to have this conversation and that we get to have it for the benefit of everybody tuning in. If you don't know, if you are following me, Emma is not only a friend of mine, but she is also a mentor and a colleague. And I love you, Emma, and I love what you do so dearly. So I think this is going to be such a great conversation today. Me and Emma, we originally met in a mastermind and we got to know each other there. And it was one of those meetings where, and you reached out and said this to me and I felt exactly the same, where it was like, I feel like I know you. Like you feel like a friend already just from the get-go, even though we didn't know each other, but it was one of those instant connections. And as the more I got to talk to you in the mastermind and as the more I got to learn what you did, I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I am your ideal client, Emma. I feel like I need and want what you do. And moreover, I didn't even know that what you did was available on the marketplace. And I remember I said this to you and I meant it so dearly of it felt like your services and what you bring to the coaching space was an answered prayer for me. It was like I was just sitting around waiting to find somebody say, hey, I do this and I can help you with this. And so when I met you and when I learned what you did, I was like, oh my gosh, I need this woman in my life. So 
That's where I would love for you to open up the conversation for everyone here, for people who are listening who might not be super familiar with your side of the coaching industry, your space, and what you do. Can you give us all just a high-level overview of the style of work that you do and a little bit of how you got into this space? Okay, so we're going to dive in and we're going to go deep straight away then. Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, I've been in this space almost 10 years, so I've seen this coaching industry change so much in the last 10 years and along with it myself. So for me in getting to the core of, you know, what you get to experience and what people experience now is that has been a journey to get to where I am today. So I call myself the business medium. I'm also a spiritual teacher, mentor, guide, I also have very active psychic gifts and gifts of mediumship, and I do a lot of past life work. So it's multi-dimensional, multi-dimensional my work, but in essence, I'm a healer and I use these gifts for CEOs and business owners, predominantly women, to bring them deeper and deeper into alignment. When I say we all unpack the word alignment as well, into what it is that they are truly here to do. It's It goes even deeper than purpose. It's it's so much more than that. So this is the work of, of my life and activating women into their power of what this level of alignment can do for your own soul and your own bottom line in your business. So absolutely. Yeah. When I came to you, it was at a point where I was feeling the, and you called it to me, the sea of samesies in the online coaching space where a lot of coaches look alike. A lot of people feel like they are saying the same things, marketing the same way. There's a lot of content being made in the same way. And I came to you at a point where I was like, I know I want to break free of that. I want to find like, who is Emily? And for some reason, it feels like it's getting muddled right now in everything that I'm seeing online, everything I am doing online. I want to come home to myself and I want my brand to reflect that. And you have helped me do so much work around that. And so much of it is exactly what you said of coming back into alignment. And I feel like that's a really good place for us to dig in first here of, like you said, let's unpack the word alignment. What does that even mean? How do you help entrepreneurs get into alignment? It is a buzzword, but it's also a very real thing. So what does alignment mean to you and how how do we start coming back to that? I think, you know, the path to true alignment is deeply uncomfortable. It's actually kind of painful. Mm. And it has this, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. It's, I liken it to almost like a fire. You know, you you got to walk into it. And when you really allow yourself to, when you, when you answer the call and you say, yes, okay, I know there's more for me, it's going to involve and it's going to call on you to really torch what's no longer serving you so you can be transformed by that fire. And on the other side of it is just the most magnificent sense of liberation and how that's reflected in a very tangible way in in your business is your business is not going to look like anyone else's. It's not going to sound like anyone else's. It is this is like a true alchemy. Like if you're honoring the calling on your soul is going to be there's only one. There's only one of you. It's going to look and sound so completely different. So 
the sea of sameness is not necessary and we don't want that you know it's like we want you we want that most unique there is no other you there's your yes. one of one as Beyonce says so that's it it's that journey that's the path to alignment it is not comfortable it's actually very uncomfortable but if you're willing and brave enough to say okay I'm in let's go let's do the journey like you like look what happens on the other side it's a it's a phenomenal thing to do it is. I think liberation is the perfect word for it because it's like you don't even realize how you might be stifling yourself and stifling your self-expression until you start to peel back the layers and do this healing work. But I want to talk a little bit about the role of healing in all of this because I feel like for people listening and even for myself, I was surprised to find how much healing was necessary in the process of getting to the core of, okay, who who is Emily? Who is the brand that I want to bring out? I thought it was going to be a creation process, but to my discovery, it was more of us going deep and doing a healing process together of, okay, what is blocking you right now from getting to your truest expression, getting to the core of who you are? And I would love to open up this conversation a little bit here for somebody who is like, Maybe they're at that stage where it's like, okay, I don't want to look like everybody else. I do want to figure out what my brand is, but healing, like what do I even need to heal? How do we even dive into and find the pieces of us that are like, okay, there's something there that needs to be healed. I know it's, this is the work that when I started out really stepping into talking about healing, I've built most of my business using live stream video. I would notice that when I would start to talk, this was about five or six years ago, when I would start to talk about healing, it was like 50% of the people would immediately drop off the live stream, right? It was like, I don't, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll buy any strategy. I'll invest in any coach, any funnel, the ads, everything but that. Like, don't tell me that's going to be the thing. And I'm here to tell you, <laughs> It is the only thing. It is the beginning, the middle, and the end because we cannot avoid it. As I say to my clients, it's your deepest wounds hold your greatest power and your greatest level of impact. But are you brave enough? Are you willing to make that walk into the fire, mm. to find it, to find those diamonds, to find, you know, it's like we know this, like gemstones are transformed by fire. It's that, it's that excavation process. And my approach is very spiritual. It's multidimensional, it's energy healing, but it's, it's a peeling back. It's about peeling back all of these layers that we used as a way to protect ourselves when we were younger. It doesn't feel safe, we said to ourselves. It does not feel safe for me to show that part of myself. And we put on that layer. And the layers go on and on and on and on through different layers of experiences or trauma or things that happen to us. And this almost like, you know, it's like going, it's like giving birth to yourself again through this healing, through these healing modalities that I use. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to allow these parts of myself feel seen. That's the liberation. And what happens as a byproduct of this is that not only you're giving yourself permission, it just allows everyone else around you to say, oh my gosh, me too. I'm hiding as well. And it has this unbelievable ripple effect. So when you're holding that, the heal, the, the root of the word heal means to become whole. 
So when I when I work with my clients, usually how it presents itself to me working with my guides, I refer to it as the disenfranchised part. And it's as if there's this part of you, which is usually your greatest power, is it's separated. You siphoned it off and we, we just are like, that is not safe to have that. So I'm going to push that to the side and I'll just get on with my life because that's not safe. What we do is we reintegrate this disenfranchised part. This is this part of alignment, coming into true alignment, bringing this disenfranchised part back home, back in. And then we're like, okay, oh my gosh, now what can we do when this part is back? What does that part of me really want to say, really want to express? How does it want to be seen? That, and when you are in that true state of wholeness, oh my gosh. Yeah, it is magic. It was... Oh, I'm reflecting on because for those of you listening, Emma and I did this together, a big process of this over the last six or so months here. And it did feel like a peeling back of the layers and it did feel like an uncovering process. I wouldn't say that I went into this knowing of like, okay, here's the wound that needs to be healed. Like, here it is. Help me. It was more of a process of noticing when I was in my business, what were the pieces that made me feel uncomfortable? What were the pieces that made me feel like I had to pretend to be someone else that maybe wasn't a true version of myself? Or where did it feel like I had to put on like a suit of armor to go do the thing? That's the best way that I can describe how it was feeling for me. Because like I said, when you're when you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to be more me online. It's like, but what does that mean? Like, where am I even stopping myself? I think sometimes it can be hard to identify and even start peeling back the layers. And I think sometimes there's fear there too. It's like, well, I know this is uncomfortable, but I just don't want to look at it. Like I know I feel uncomfortable anytime I go live on Instagram and I feel total anxiety after, but I don't know why. So I'm just going to shove it down and not think about it. Yeah. But it feels like going into that discomfort and asking like, okay, why? That's where the magic starts to happen. Mm. And this is, like you said, it's like, this is the difference as well between deciding to go in and to see what that is rather than trying to fix it from the outside in. Okay, I'm really uncomfortable. So maybe I'm just going to hire a funnel person or maybe I'm just (laughs) going to hire this. You're like, I'm going to get a strategy to try and like bypass that, you know? So this is like you know, I'm bringing this up as well because I see this all the time with clients. So it's that inward journey and that questioning is, as you said, that's where it starts to become really interesting, really interesting. I really believe we can't skip the self-development in business. I feel like if anything, our business just magnifies for us and reflects back to us of like, you haven't healed this yet. So I'm going to show you another way for this to feel uncomfortable until you decide you're going to look at this and do the healing and do the personal development. Yeah. It's almost comical sometimes how it's like throws it back in our face over and over again until you're willing to look at it. I honestly believe just on that topic as well starting your own business and stepping into the world of entrepreneurship can be a path to awakening. It can be a spiritual, a whole spiritual experience. It certainly Mm. has for me. And if we look at it from that lens, that every single thing, every client, every hard thing, every mistake, you know, mistake, it's all of all, all of it can be this powerful modality to bring us closer into wholeness, bring us closer to God source, the one, bring us closer to 
heaven on earth and to, to awakening. I mean, that's really, it's, I believe that so deeply. I mean, what a better way to, like that for me is like running a business from that energy. Like that's it. Like when I uncovered that, I was like, this is it. That's when it feels comfortable. Finally. Like that's when it feels home. It feels like your work and not like you're playing that role. Or at least that's very much how my experience was with this. Yeah. A question that I have that keeps coming up as we're talking about this is, let's say you're in the early stages of your business and you're just getting started and you do have to learn the strategies, right? Like we, we do need pieces of strategy. However, whether or not we heal will determine how well those strategies actually get executed or if they're going to work for us or not. But how does someone avoid or not fall into the trap of avoiding their own alignment and becoming, let's say, like a copycat coach or following someone else's lead and stepping into their branding without realizing it, just trying to emulate what's working in other people. Is there a way where we can avoid that process of kind of losing yourself and having to come back? Is there a way to stay on the track? Do you have any advice around that? To kind of like, are you ever lost? No. How can you avoid it? Let me try and think about that. Because I really do believe that getting off the path is just all part of the process. Like mm. you're never behind. You're always perfectly on time. There's just lessons that we need to learn, right? It's like, it's all divinely orchestrated. So we get there in the most perfect time. But what I would say is really in those early days, the ego and that disenfranchised part that feels very scared when you decide, okay, this is it. I'm going to like start a business and turn this like calling on my soul into an economy for myself and my life and my family. The ego says, I say ego, I mean that disenfranchised part, like, oh no, that won't work. Oh, you can't make money from that. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I have to say it this way. Oh, I have to do it that way. And then before we know it, we start to outsource things. And we can go on this windy, windy journey. Like I said, there's no mistakes. It's always going to bring you back. But I think it's about how true can you stay to that initial sacral pit of the stomach. You know, maybe it's in your dreams. Maybe you have this product. Maybe you have this whatever it is. And I have see, I've worked with classical musicians to PRs, to people of candle businesses. Like I've worked with women across the board in every industry. And it will always come back to this. Like, what was that initial seed? What was that initial thing of this is what I want to do? And staying true to that, because I believe <laughs> that's it. It's that's it. And cultivating confidence around it. And I think also being very protective. You know, I think in the early stage, oh my God, tell everyone to start a business and do this thing. But we're, we're very much in this very fragile kind of infancy. We have to protect, like, you know, it's got that, it does have that baby energy of like, protect <laughs> those dreams. Don't, don't tell people if you know they're not going to be supportive or they're not going to get it. Like I, I'm all in favor of that. You know, you got to protect it. So you can really, as I said, stay focused on that seed and protect it. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way to think about it. And I really do like the reframe of there is really no off track. The windiness is where we learn the lessons and are where we come back to ourselves. And I think it's a little bit comforting too to think about it in that way of like, okay, you're not really going to make a mistake, mistake. Maybe you'll spend some time over there and you'll be like, oh, wait, this this wasn't really me, but that's going to guide you back. And it, it's to keep it on par with this conversation, it's probably going to point you at something that needs healing, something that's an insecurity that's coming up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all part of the yeah. process. 
You said something that... And if we were meant to be there, I'm just going to add this. If you were meant to be there, you'd be there already. If you were meant to have it by now, you'd have it by now. Uh, You said that to me in one of our containers once, and it has stuck with me so deeply. You said something of like, Emily, if it was supposed to happen that fast for you in that way, it would have already happened. So what are we doing here? (laughs) So what are we going to do? We're going to just move through. Uh, It's so simple, but, but so true right? Like if, if, if we were ready, if we were in alignment for that right now, and if that was in the highest of alignment for us, it would be happening. And so it's not. And so in those moments now, what I like to do is get curious and say like, okay, so something must be off. If I thought that this was going to take off the way that I thought it was going to, and it's not, like, what is this pointing me to? What is this showing me of like, okay, it's either not ready yet, something needs to change, you need to be doing something different, like you're insecure about something, And it starts that process of like getting curious and helping me get back to, okay, what is the path? Yeah. And am I on it right now? That's it. Oh, deep surrender. That's like a whole deep surrender. I want to talk to you because I know that this is your jam. And I know that this is something that has evolved for you over the years as well. And it's this piece of getting comfortable being massively visible. Say more to me about visibility first, because I feel like you even have your own definition of like, are you being seen or are you being truly visible? What does this mean to you and why is it such a passionate part of your messaging? You know, I think it evolved out of the early days of coaching and working with mentors. And I was very, I had no confidence. I was terrified, could not even, I mean, I remember saying to one of these mentors, like going on Periscope at the time, which was a thing, if anyone remembers Periscope. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know Emily does not even know what it is. Mm. It was the very first type of live stream video on Twitter, okay? And uh, Periscope was the first, and I remember saying, oh, Periscope is like my Everest and being so scared of that live stream video. So I'm saying this as someone who, and if someone is listening and they're like, I am terrified, like even the thought of video is like, I know what it's like, I know that fear. It was born out of being in coaching containers and there was this expectation of, oh, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, as if it was just like, just put yourself out there. Like, it's easy. Just like, like go live, just post, just create content, just like go on stories. Right. I was kind of like, what? How? I am terrified. You know, because there are mentors, they like uber successful. They naturally. Terrifying. They just have that. Mm -hmm. They didn't ever have to try and figure out what that was until I began to, as part of my windy journey, dedicate to where I even am right to this day, mid-launch for a visibility thing, which I'll talk about, but visibility changes everything. I cannot stress this enough. Yes, you know, as someone who does brand and content and all of it, but I know you'll agree with me that you can have the greatest brand ever, but if you are literally terrified to let people see you on video, see you on stories, see you, feel your words, your gifts don't get experienced. Nothing. Nothing. It is the thing. So it's, Mm -hmm. I have dedicated to myself, to all of my work now is about returning women to a place of utter power, 
taking your power back in these situations because your truth is enough. You don't need to be anyone else in order to allow yourself to be seen. You know, I started, I had, I say this story because it's, you know, even when I look back, I'm like, how the hell? But after my first, he was uh, five months old, I was really starting to feel like, oh, I really want to get back into business. Uh, but we just moved to America. We had no family, no childcare. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. So I started doing live streams in my dress, in my robe, in my dressing gown when he was napping. And within 12 months, I had closed $157,000 in sales. Live stream video. With a newborn. Showing up during nap time. Night, like maybe I got an hour when he was sleeping and that was it. And it was like, you know, like, I was just showing up and I was like, holy smokes, I have figured something out here that nobody, nobody is talking about. But what the healing that happened for me was when he was born, I realized that if I did not get visible, if I did not decide to finally put myself out there, finally speak my truth, show the world who I was, I was literally putting that wound inside of him. I was literally placing that wound inside of him. And I did not want him mm. to have a mother who was hidden or to him to feel that he had to hide himself. It was just a split decision. And that was it. It was like, I just went live every day. Wow. And it changed my life and my business and just everything about it. And it's, you know, I've stepped more and more and more into that, even in the last three to four years, sharing my spiritual gifts, using, my, you know, my business mediumship and all this spiritual and healing modalities that, you know, you've experienced. And I talk about in, in, in my work and even now to this day, developing, it's probably my most innovative work is the four roles of the unseen woman, where these four roles that we play in order to keep our mm. greatest power, our greatest truth hidden. It's the, there's the oppressed, the exiled, the silenced and the sacrificed. And there are, we, we dance between all of these roles in order to, like I said, keep our greatest gifts and our greatest power hidden. So when we make those journeys to heal those roles, it's just utter expression without any attachment, which is the other thing. You're just you're just sharing because you're in a state of service and giving, and then you're focused on impact over income, yes. which is another huge thing to talk uh, about. And, that, and it has this. I was just going to say that is the freedom that I think that we are all craving, even if we don't have the words for it when it comes to showing up online and building the businesses that we are dying to build. It's like, I don't want to be worried about how I'm being perceived. I just want to share. I want to share from the place of I love this so much and not have any of the rest of it, not have any of the rest of that insecurity coming through because it is, it, to come back to the word from the beginning, it is liberation at its core. I want to drop in to more to, to baby number one because I have some questions about how that felt for you. You you now are truly the queen of live stream video. I see you almost every day, maybe every day on my Instagram going live and you are so good at it now and you are so comfortable showing up in that way and sharing your gifts live, sometimes doing readings and card pulls live, which I just think is so beautiful. But take me back to when you were you were breastfeeding, you have baby in your lap, you're starting to go live and you said, hey, I'm gonna do this every day. Where were you at your business in that stage? What were you feeling? Were you already practiced in going live or was this the start of it? Drop me back into that journey of getting started and really building that momentum there. You know, before that, I was still, I think I was earning about 40 to 50K British pounds a year in the business. And after we moved to the US, 
I mean, you know, emigrating in 2017, pregnant, I ended up just wrapping all my client work and then the business was back at zero again and I kind of knew everything was going to shift anyway. Mm. It really was a gradual process, but like I said, it was that kind of like holy instant, as I call it, you know, like a miracle healing when he was born. It was it was five months postpartum and I only had nap time and I all I wanted to do was just show up and teach about visibility, teach about speaking your truth, teach about, you know, all of, I was still incognito. Like I still wasn't telling people all the magic that was happening inside my private containers. Nobody. In terms of like the spiritual side of things, is that what you mean when you say that? The spiritual stuff, you know, my channeling, you know, I've been able to see angels since I was four Mm -hmm. years old. So it's, it's totally normal for me, but it was all. Did you feel like you had to hide that? that piece of the business publicly? Like I had a belief that spiritual wouldn't sell. Mm. I also even had a mentor who told me that. I know a lot of people following, they have that same belief. They are deeply spiritual and they're very afraid to bring it out into their social media. Oh, I'm like, there's, we're in the age of Aquarius now. Like rip off the bandage, like <laughs> let's go. We need every single healer out there. And it's like, just stop. The jig is up. We all know y'all are pulling cards and you got your crystals and you're doing your new moon stuff. It's like, this is mainstream now. Mm. You know, this is mainstream. I can't, I have a lot of friends in the fashion industry as well because I used to work in the fashion industry, even like from designers to celebrities. Like we know this, it's mainstream. It's like the quicker you can do this and bring this into your brand, the more, the more of yourself and the more of your soul and the more of your truth. Like this is, <laughs> this is where the money is. As I talk about money very frankly as well yeah. and in a very grounded way, like this world needs help. We need healers. Mm-hmm. We need, we need you. It's so true. And it's almost like, yeah. I feel like we have so many healers in hiding and people who who don't know even maybe that that is their gifts because they haven't been brave enough to go there yet because it feels like an edge. Like, do I really share this? So this doesn't have anything to do with my business. And I say that knowing that that's very much how I felt. And we've had conversations around that before. And I'll just share for anybody listening who is like, oh, this is me. I'm in the spiritual closet. I have had an overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive reaction to bringing it to the forefront and so massive permission I just want to give there. And I would love to bring it back to your story. How did it feel to start bringing that forward? And was that intertwined in the live streams? And was it all at the same time? I knew I was definitely channeling in the live streams. And I know people say that to me now. They're like, whoa, when I watch your live streams, I like feel the transmission when I'm like really in the flow and I'm doing a channel teaching. But for me, it's it's been a like a real, like it's a real gradual thing. I mean, like I said, that... It was like every little bit I showed, it became a healing in itself. That's kind of why the way I say it's like there's always this divine arc of timing where it's like you can't just like rush from here to there and you're you're like you're healed and you've done it. Like if we missed that, we would miss that evolution of our soul. Like we we are souls. We are spiritual beings. You know, we are just light vibrations in these human bodies. And we don't, we came for a very, very, very specific evolutionary process of our own soul. And the truth is, even when I say that, we know that at our core to be true. Mm -hmm. We know it, we feel it, that we're more than just this suit, you know, and every lesson, everything we move through, it's all part it's all part of coming back to and remembering what it is we're here to do. It, it's, it is a remembrance. And the more I feel like we get the opportunities to integrate this into our business, 
well, one, like you said, the more money we make because it just becomes this this unstoppable force of you're like, oh my gosh, I'm overflowing with ideas right now because this just feels so like almost like I'm channeling. And a lot of times we are channeling. That was actually how one of the paths that led me to you was I was like, hey, I feel like sometimes I'm channeling when I'm doing my live streams, my live trainings, but I don't really know am I doing it on purpose? Can I do it on purpose? I don't know. And so that's a part of how I found my way back to you. And you helped me so beautifully to lean into it. And to, like you said, let it just come in a little bit at a time because it really wasn't or hasn't been to this point, a flip switch of like, okay, now this is a spiritual business. It's kind of like, I feel like I had to rip off the bandaid and just admit like, okay, yes, this is what I'm doing. But then what that means for business, it was more and has been, it's still happening more of an uncovering process of how does this integrate with what I do with my clients, with what I do, with what I put forward on social media to make this a more more and more me experience? Because that's what it feels like happens when you when you drop into yeah. it and surrender. It's that magical evolutionary mm-hmm. process of it. And then, you know, to bring it back to the sea of samies, then before you know, it's like, oh my gosh, my, like my brand does not look like anything. Like it looked even like six months ago. And I sure as hell know it doesn't look like anyone else's out there in the industry. And like, I mean, how cool is that? And you stop That's looking around like, too. Like you stop looking around to be like, does my oh, content yeah. look right? Like, is it is it good? Are other people doing this? It's like, I'm on my own plane. You don't even look left or right. Like I don't even, exactly. I know it's the greatest thing ever. You just don't check anything anymore. You're just so in your online. It's beautiful. That's where the comfort is. Yeah, it really is. So you now have two little babies, correct? Oh, they're not babies anymore, but two. they're four and five. Two. So they're very close together. <laughs> How has motherhood? And I ask this knowing that I have a lot of moms in my audience and I work with a lot of moms and I see the journey is, is different. You have a different amount of time available. You have a different amount of energy there to devote to your business. How has stepping into motherhood changed the way you do business? You know, before I had kids, like my business was like my main focus. And then I was like, oh, actually, my kids are my number one priority. And my business supports my life and supports my soul. It's an outlet for Mm -hmm. me, you know, like as I say this, and I know there'll be moms who will resonate. I am sitting in a converted closet. (laughs) This used to be a closet, this office, right? Because I had to give my office to my youngest because of all this sleep problems, right? But this is how this is how we do things. Now, it is soundproof. It's beautiful. Anyway, it's a whole celebration that I have mm-hmm. my own space. But, you know, it's like even that illustrates. It's like as moms, we're hardwired for entrepreneurship because it requires just so much. There are just so many moving parts to being a mother, let alone being a partner. Like, you know, and then... Then the business side of things, there are so many moving parts and we really don't have a lot of time. And the time that we do have has to be spent in the most powerful way. Like I'm always saying to myself, okay, what's the needle moving things that need to happen today? Because, you know, there's there's always a list of to-do stuff. There's only like two, one or two things that really need to be done. So I think that's probably become the thing that's helped me the most is always just focusing on the things that are going to move the needle. This was how live stream became like, you know, I stumbled upon it. I was like, that has the greatest impact for 10 minutes a day. It was like, it was 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and it had the greatest impact to reach my audience, share my offers. And then it was like, I was done. 
I was like, I did my thing. People came on. I sold. I did, 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 go back in the DMs in the afternoon, you know, and I'm tidying up or with the kids and it was fine. But it was really starting to find ways that worked for me and letting go of the expectation of what it should look like from people as well who don't have kids yes, and have endless hours. And I say that with much respect. It's like, it's such a different thing. But I was comparing myself for a long time to someone who does not have kids. And it's totally different. If you have, if I had six hours a day to work on my six, like I'm literally like, I have two, three hours, like right now with my second and his preschool. It's like, you know, it's if I had six. I mean, I don't know. I'll be taking over the world. How much time do you think you have per day right now that you actually get to devote to your business? Two. Two. That is incredible. Two That's incredible to be able to build from there. And it brings me back to something you said. You're like, I got to bust the myth, Emily, that we believe we need loads of time to build our business. Oh, it's totally. You were like, we don't. 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 It's not time. And we, we do, especially to I mean, to hit 200K as well, I'm just put it in numbers. Like you don't need more than two hours a day. You don't, you, you have a team to help you. Like you outsource and you have a team. But yes, beyond that, you know, this, you're going to need maybe four hours is kind of what I'm, where I'm at. But like, yeah, I wish there was more time, but you know, I've had a schedule change with my youngest got diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And that was a whole journey, even on the last 12 months of figuring out what he needed and everything was going one way. And I was like, yay, I'm going to have until 3 p.m. every day to work on the business. And then he needed a different school and a different environment. And then it was like, no, okay, you're back. You've only got, he goes at nine. He's back off the bus at 1230. So that's it. And I still have to like work out and shower and eat in that, those, that time as well. So like it's navigating, it's, it's a lot, but like I said, when we focus on those big, the things that are going to move the needle the most in the business, that is it. And then you call it a day and you celebrate yourself because, you know, there's many days where I could say, like, even last night I had to work late when they all went to bed. That happens as well. You know, like it's just when everyone is asleep and I need to write and I'm writing my first book. It's like, when else am I going to do it? It's like we, we juggle, but at the end of the day, immense compassion when they're small, I think is the key as well, because we can't hold ourselves mm -hmm. to that, to those impossible standards. It's just not, it's not, doable. it's not doable. I, that's always what I, what I say to my clients who have kids as well. I'm like, well, don't compare your timeline to mine. Don't, don't compare your time in the day to mine because we don't have the same time in the day. Like that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I think what I love about what you said is one, focus on the needle moving things. What do you actually have to get done today? Yeah. I feel like even those of us who are in my position who don't have kids, like this is such an important reminder of we can waste a lot of time doing a lot of nothing. Can you just hone in on what's actually going to move the needle for you today and just get that done? And it probably doesn't take as long as you are making it take with all the little distractions, like just lock in and get it done. And it almost feels like that <laughs> in a roundabout way is... I'm hoping, maybe this is just me hoping for the future, like that is a gift that motherhood gives back to you in your business of like, oh yeah, get it done. Stop messing around. Oh, you get it done. Are you kidding? It's like, it's done. If it doesn't happen for me before one o'clock, it ain't getting done. Like it's just not getting done that day. There are times when I'm getting into bed at 8.30, 9 p.m. And I'm like, 
oh, I didn't get that done, but it's okay. I'll do it tomorrow. It's, you know, things get moved, but you got to, you, you just, yeah. nothing can get put off to tomorrow. You just have to get it done. But I also just as well, before kids, you know, there is a very sneaky, you know, we are so programmed by, especially after coming out of corporate or patriarchal environments where you're expected to sit at a yes. desk for eight hours and be productive. Like there's that expectation when you go from, corporate to entrepreneurship that you're like, oh, I'm an absolute waste of space mm-hmm. if I only did two hours of work today. I used to think, I you before kids, I used to sit at my desk. What the hell was I doing until 4 or 5 p.m.? <laughs> like, what what was I doing? That's so funny. I know. And I was making less than 100K a year. And I was working hours. I want everyone to hear that. She so makes more money now working less and with two kids in tow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Let's yes. dismantle the lies we're telling ourselves around time and the nine to five and all of it because it is all just, it's made up. It's made up, made up by the patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, okay. This has been such a beautiful conversation. We do need to start to put a bow on it. But what I want to ask as we're wrapping up here is, do you have any advice or can you bring us behind the scenes of what it looks like for you? What your What your daily practice is for you as a mom, as a business owner, how do you keep yourself in that space where you can prioritize the things that you need to do? Do you have a really set morning practice? Do you have specific times you set aside for work? What is in there that we can leave the listeners with? Here's how I structure. Maybe there's something in here for you. You know, I think actually it's shifted at the beginning of this year. Last year was particularly hard. I know a lot of people had a tough, 2022 was a real tough year for a lot of people. And I cleaned up. I, I stopped drinking this year. I've started to, I love my Peloton so much. Like, mm. oh my gosh. I've been it seeing been you on that. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Life-changing. Prioritizing myself in such a way like Peloton and like there's laundry everywhere. You know, I had to really surrender. I was like, what am I doing that's taking me away? I had to drop stuff. Yes, the kitchen may look like a bomb went off. Yes, there may be laundry every year. But I had to pull back and be like, what is it that's going to nourish me so much? And it was just pulling my energy back, working on even this morning, I was on my bike and I was thinking like, where like my energy leaks like and I was it was stuff that I was thinking of. I'm on my bike and I was pulling all my energy cords back thinking about that. I was like, call my energy back, call my energy back, call my energy back. I feel like I need to leave you with this fitness analogy. I can all fitness and I know you're a CrossFitter. You're going to get this. That in everything that we do with our bodies, they will always say to do any lift or any move or any of it, it's all in the core. Yes. It's all in our core. And when we strengthen our core, when we move from our core, this really speaks to the depth of alignment and purpose and the essence and our own soul and what we're here to do. When we strengthen that and we strengthen our communication with our core and we fill ourselves up and we call our energy back to ourselves as a way to nourish that core. So important. Oh my gosh, what we can do from that. We let it all go. All that noise, all that expectation, you know, just fill your own core, focus on the core because when the core is strong, when we're good and we're strong in our bones. We can achieve anything. We can achieve anything 
you know, this, my life that I had, you know, this when I was 13, 14, 15 in Dublin, in Ireland, like what? Like I'm literally like living this insane life now yeah. because of this and my, my devotion and my practices to God and meditation and strengthening that. But it's it's all from the core and it's all within us. That's the true teaching is that it is within us. It's all inside. Yes. And it's that piece of like, without strengthening your core, as you're saying so beautifully, you almost miss it. We think it's existing outside of us versus coming back home and being like, oh, it's right here and I can tap into it through these things that I do for myself, through these little moments where I'm pulling my energy back to my core and filling my cup back up. I think that's beautiful. Okay. Thank you, Emma, for such a beautiful conversation. Thank you. I love the layers of this. I love everything that you stand for. I truly believe you are such just a breath of fresh air in the coaching industry and in the spiritual realm as well, making all of this just feel so grounded and so tangible. And I'm always so grateful for you and for your time. Please let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can connect with you. Where can they find you? Oh my gosh. Come find me at emmatynan.com or over on Instagram at emmatynan underscore. You can Google me. I'm very Googleable. Yes. Emma is very visible. <laughs> yeah. I'm out there. I'm out there. So. And I love it. And I'm so grateful. And Emma has a book coming out that we cannot wait to share more and hear more and read oh all about. I'm so excited for this. I can't even tell you. Emma, thank you again for being here. This has been an absolute pleasure. And everybody, please go down to the show notes, find her, connect and say hello. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. 3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.